and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Dreamcast. In today's episode, I'm interviewing a hard-working career mom who completely lost herself in the process. She was working nearly 60 hours a week, and her family would hide when she came home from work because they truly never knew what mood she would be in. She says she was completely unhealthy, unhappy, and unbalanced, and she decided that she couldn't live like this anymore. Today, we're going to talk about her personal transformation from the inside out, how she was able to reinvent herself by becoming a professional success coach, speaker, trainer, and author, and follow her passion to inspire and support high-performing women. Please welcome Colleen Hawk to the Dreamcast. Hi, Denise. Thank you for having me. I am really excited to hear more of your story and uh, really share your vision and your expertise and your wisdom with our listeners today, because I know that you are a full-blown author, speaker, coach. Um, You are empowering full-time women entrepreneurs all the time. And a lot of us are full-time women entrepreneurs. And we've got big dreams and big goals, but that doesn't mean we always are inspired or motivated uh, or even know what to do next. So before we go into what you do now, there have been lots of transitional points that kind of got you to this point. So why don't you share with us a few of those times? Absolutely. Excited to share that because we do, we face a lot of transitions throughout our life. And uh, for me, it started very early on. You know, if, if I go back to being in college, I, you know, was inspired to help people. And I thought that was going to be in the form of becoming a marriage family counselor. Uh, and so I was a human services major. But through that time, I decided to focus on elementary school teaching. And while it was wonderful the first couple of years, I I knew there was something else for me. And I even dabbled in going into administration, but I ultimately left and decided to pursue a sales position and and kind of step get my first step into the corporate world. And while I worked at one company for about three years, I ended up landing at an organization that became my home for 11 and a half years. And that's where a lot of pivotal things happened for me. And one of which is my story that I share most often with women. I was going into 2013 and I had just received an amazing promotion. It was the one that I had really been, you know, working toward. But I was so excited that I failed to evaluate what that promotion, that impact was going to have on myself and my family. And I was so focused on nothing but work for that entire year of 2013 that I did nothing else but work. And because I don't want to fail, I've always, you know, reached those dreams and achieved what I set out to achieve. The sacrifice was sleep. I mean, I was literally only sleeping four or five hours a night. I missed, I think, pretty much every doctor's appointment. My husband completely fell to the bottom of my list. I mean, we were roommates. And my poor children, Jordan, Ethan, and Reese during that time, all they heard from me was this, you know, yelling, frustrated, impatient mom. 
And after 12 months of going through that, I literally crashed that December of 2013. It was the breaking point. And I had to figure out how I was going to continue because I knew I couldn't continue in this way. Now, the reality is I'm a a major financial support for my family. And I actually really love to work. I love to have that sense of financial independence and contribution. But I had to figure out a way that I could continue working, but still have that happy, fulfilling, you know, balanced life, if you will. And that's what set me out on the initial stages of the transition right there. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Most of us have a breaking point, you know, you're like that rock bottom where you're like, okay, I cannot, life cannot stay here anymore. And we have choices in that moment. Do we accept the status quo? Do we kind of shrink back and just say, this is the way life is and my family's going to have to deal with it. Um, But you took a stand and you said, no longer can I be burning the candle at both ends. So first of all, acknowledging that you hit that breaking point that your work ethic, your promotion all of the time was actually impacting your relationships and your health. What did you do to start climbing out of that? I immediately turned to a very dear friend of mine who had I had met in the corporate world at my first corporate job, and we had become fast friends. And I was so fortunate that she ended up becoming a certified coach. And in, in fact, Denise, you recently had her um, as a guest on your on your show here, uh, Kate Butler. And so I immediately reached out to Kate and said, "I need your help." And on January sixth of two thousand fourteen. We began uh, weekly coaching sessions, and she really helped bring about some clarity, you know, brought up some things that I had already known during my own studies in human services that I had really pushed to the wayside as I had become so driven in that corporate life and introduced me to, you know, new strategies and, and new methods. And I went to work on myself. I mean, literally, I spent every day just working on myself, meditating was something that I had never done before. And and when Kate told me, you know, you need to start meditating, I literally was picturing like hippies sitting in a flowered field. (laughs) Like, what is this you want me to do? Because, you know, I'm corporate, I was black and white. And but I, I knew, you know, in order to make true change, you have to change your mindset and change your practices. And so I heeded her advice and, and started meditating. And it was as simple as meditating on, you know, what makes me happy? And as I started to uncover what the little things were that made me happy that I hadn't even really recognized, you know, because it kind of is just in your subconscious, I started to bring those things about in my everyday life and most importantly within my career. And as I made those really, really small steps, it led me to actually becoming a certified coach myself, launching my own business. I then got promoted again at that corporate career and took on even more responsibility. But because I was so in tune and recognizing what was happening, it absolutely was the turning point for myself and my family to really start feeling that happiness again. So even though I took on more, I, I it was aligned with what was right for me and my family, and that happiness started. So it wasn't a major shift. It was small steps in that initial first year. It's interesting to me because it sounds like work didn't slow down. You were still just as busy, but 
you showed up differently. How, like, tell me a bit more about, about that. How come the, you know, the work didn't change, but yet you changed. And because of that, the stress level changed. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, that brings up such a great point, Denise. Thank you. So, so I showed up to work probably a uh, about the same in terms of energy level, where I showed up differently, in fact, was at home. So in 2013, you know, I can recall pulling into our garage and getting out of my car and hearing my husband and my kids laughing on the other side of the door. But the moment I walked in the door, there was silence. And my husband later told me it was because they were on high alert. That moment I walked in, my family was on high alert because they didn't know how I was going to show up at home that particular day. And I was blaming everyone. I was miserable. I blamed, you know, my bosses, my coworkers. I blamed my spouse, my friends even for this misery and this, you know, sadness and, and frustration I felt. And that pivot in 2014 is when I started making the choices and recognizing it was up to me. And so I chose to show up differently at home. So beyond the stresses that were still happening at work, I was intentional on what did my commute home look like? What was I thinking about? What was I doing? So I turned that time into, you know, making a phone call to a friend, listening to positive or motivational podcasts or audiobooks, so that by the time I walked in through the door, I was there for my family and chose to be happy regardless of the stresses. Now, don't get me wrong. I did show up a little bit differently at work because I was happier, right? So it's, it's all like this cascading waterfall that once you make that choice and you start finding the happiness and, and you're positive in all aspects of your life, it's just, it increases tenfold in every which way. Wow, that's me. I mean, honestly, I got emotional when you were sharing that because no mom wants to feel like they're adding stress to their children. <laughs> and so I can imagine when you realize that that was happening, uh, that was probably a part of your breaking point because you're like, that's not my role. That's not what I want to do. Um, but yet so many of us are caught up in what we're doing that we are adding more stress to the home instead of bringing joy. And I love that you noticed that and then really took 100% responsibility. We're intentional on making that mental shift. So when you came home, you filled your house with joy. Now, one of the things we talk a lot about is that, you know, all seven areas of life, we've got finances, friends, family, health, hobbies, your business, giving back. And I believe we can thrive in all areas at the same time. And it sounds like for that season, you learned as well that you could be an awesome mom and still be awesome at your job. Tell us more about that. Denise, I speak a lot with women about that whole concept of, you know, if you take all of those areas of life, it's about finding balance. And I absolutely agree with you that that you can find uh, the happiness and, and uh, balance within all. There's a couple of things I like to highlight, though. First of all, the definition of balance and what each of those areas that you identified are, they look differently for everyone. So how I define balance Denise may be different than how you define balance. And so the first step is, um, what does that balance look like for you as an individual or the common, you know, I want to have it all. Okay, well, what does have it all mean for you? 
What is that? So it's really important to take the time to sit down and define what does that look like for you as an individual? Because I got to tell you, if we are going through life trying to have it all by someone else's definitions, we automatically fail. So that's step number one. And then step number two is then recognizing while you can have balance in all areas, you may not feel balanced in every single area 24-7, 365 days a year because life happens and we, we go through different periods and, and situations. So my analogy, and I know, Denise, you're a fitness person as well. So um, I'm super into fitness. So if you've ever seen a balance board, so it's a, a circular piece of wood and underneath it is, is half a ball. And so the intention, the exercise is that you're standing on the board, trying to balance as, you know, it says wobbling, right? And if you've ever tried to do it, it's really hard until you practice. And you may be working with a trainer and the trainer wants you to maybe like shift your balance to one side because they want you to really focus on, you know, one, one uh, particular muscle group. But you know, as you lean into that side for too long, your, your muscle is going to start to feel fatigue. And so you have to shift. And if you don't shift to another, you know, muscle or, or a part of the board, you'll eventually fall off of that board. It's much the same way. If we were to take that board and divide it into your seven areas of, you know, of life, we may have certain events where, you know, for example, my mom was really ill a couple of years ago. I had to lean into that family part for a period of time. But as soon as she started to get better, I had to recognize that, man, if I don't start to shift to the other areas and regain some of that balance, I am going to fall off. And, and that's what happened to me in 2013 when I leaned into the professional aspect for too long. So, you know, just to reiterate, it's, it's defining what that looks like for you you as an individual, and then recognizing how can I have it as evenly as possible, as often as possible, but not to be too hard on ourselves when we do have to, to shift or, you know, lean into something a little bit longer. That's awesome. That's a great analogy. I like that. So you start to meditate, you start to kind of come into your own, you're starting to add things to your life that make you happier. You are showing up at home more intentionally. You're actually getting another promotion at work. How did you decide that you wanted to start coaching yourself? Take us through that transition. I started very slowly. And I think, again, that's one of the things, you know, as, as any of the listeners are thinking about making a change, that the change doesn't have to be so dramatic all at once. And so if we think about it, you know, 2014 is when I became certified for coaching. And so, you know, I took on a couple of clients where I could, you know, I would host little small events at my home, but really I was just implementing in my own life with the team that I worked with at my corporate job, uh, my friends and my family, and just slowly started to discover more and more what made, what what made me happy? What, how did I want this to become even bigger? And so I had the opportunity again to work with Kate Butler and be part of her first book in her series um, of Women Who Ignite. And that was just, that was so eye-opening for me about how can I really, at a much larger scale, share my story so that other women don't have to reach that breaking point so that they can see, gosh, somebody else was going through the same thing I was going through. And here's how she started to solve it so that they can implement those things before they crash. And that started 
started, you know, probably a bigger change for me going into 2017. But I will share that I had an opportunity in November of 2017. So, you know, pretty much four years after my initial breaking point, where the organization I had worked for, um, you know, eliminated 50 jobs, and mine happened to be one of them. And while they offered me another position, I I really took it as the universe's sign of saying, okay, it's been long enough. It's been long enough that you kind of dabbled in this, but it's now your time to take that leap and get out there and spread your message at, a, at an even larger uh, scale. Um, but I will admit it, it's scary. I mean, I made that decision, but I can recall just a week after, literally one week after making that decision, I was traveling and I called my husband from the hotel. And I mean, I literally was hysterically crying. And I, I recognized that, you know, while all these years, I'd always tried different things. So, you know, different MLMs, different, you know, opportunities, being part of the book. Um, but I always had kind of that safety net of my corporate career. So even if I failed at those other things, I had that safety net. And this is the first time where I don't have that safety net. And as scary as it is, it's also the motivator of, okay, I got to make this work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm driven every day by the fact that I'm helping other people. I'm driven by the fact that I get to be home more with my children. And I'm driven by the fact that I love doing this, but I also have that obligation and that kind of, you know, that fire that's like burning behind me of, you know, okay, go figure this out, you know? So I would just offer that it doesn't have to be a major leap all at once. Um, and even when you do decide to make that major leap, it's still scary on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. No matter how much money you're making on your side gig, giving up the quote unquote stable job is a bit scary. But for you, that was like taken away from you. And I can imagine you're kind of like, oh no, what am I going to do? Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, because, because you want your coaching business to grow. But we all know that when you chase two rabbits, like you don't get any of them. And so when that career was taken away and you now are able to put all your eggs in one basket and really focus and develop good content and work on getting your message out, you're going to see so much faster success than doing both at the same time. Absolutely. So what is your business now? What do you do? I don't like to identify too much with a, a particular like title. I mean, really for me, I'm, I'm a messenger. I, I am here to uh, support those women who want to have financial independence. And it's not because they're on their own. You know, it's just having that sense of, of being, you know, they're driven, they they like to achieve certain goals, and they want to have an income and, and, and be their own. Um, but they're, you know, maybe married, they have kids, they have, you know, maybe they're taking care of elderly parents. They have these, these other things outside where they're like, gosh, I, I know success here, but I'm struggling. Like, how do I do all of that? And so that that's who I'm a messenger for. And so I teach different strategies and different ways to, you know, organize and plan and, and take control of those things to find that balance. And, and I do that through independent coaching, through group coaching, um, speaking at organizations, whether that's, you know, at a, a national conference or at a lunch and learn, um, and then through audio uh, digital products, which I'll be launching. Um, some new trainings uh, coming up this year as well. That's very exciting. I can hear your passion when you talk about what you get to do now. Uh, what would you say your biggest hurdle has been along your entrepreneurial journey? 
Oh my goodness. This is, this is easy. <laughs> it's easy to identify. So even though I'm in the earlier stages of a full-time entrepreneur, it's the BSO syndrome, which if you're not familiar, that's bright, shiny object. And um, it is that there is something to learn for everything. You know, whether it's like, how do you interview on a podcast? How do you set up, you know, for video? How do you do your first webinar? How do you do social media? There's a training for everything, which in this digital age is so fantastic that we have access to it. But it can be like, I'm signing up for this and that and this and that. And and so, you know, I've really had to say, okay, I'm going to sign up for this training. I'm going to go through this training. And then I'm going to go implement and execute what I've learned before I'm moving on to the next thing. Because otherwise, you are in learning mode nonstop, and you never actually get into action. Yeah, they, we call that analysis paralysis. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're learning only. And yep. that's great, but um, but you're right. If we, we need to intentionally put that into action, that's yep. awesome. Uh, what would you say has been your biggest growth area over the last few years? I'm a teacher. I, probably teaching is in my DNA. So, uh, you know, whether that was through formal elementary school teaching, I'm, I'm actually a group exercise instructor. I've been, I'm hitting my 10-year anniversary this year. Um, so teaching has always been a strong suit. But what I recognized is people really learn best through story. And that's what I was missing was how to be a really good storyteller. And uh, so, as I mentioned, you know, investing in one area, learning and implementing, uh, that's what I did in 2017. Um, so I have been working with the world's best story coach. Um, his name is Bo Eason. And I, I attended his program early in 17. And I've been dedicated in his mastermind group to the art of storytelling. And it has just been a game changer for me. And I'm really excited because um, now coming into 2018, I get to be a part of Bo's uh, coaching team. So I now get to support people as they're starting on their storytelling journey and joining his group. I get to be there as a coach to support them along the way too. Ooh, that is exciting. I did... What was it called? Toastmasters for a while. And they spent a lot of time teaching us how to tell a story descriptively so people would picture it themselves. Um, because you're right, people remember pictures in their mind more than they remember facts and words and things. So that's a really great skill to learn. Yes. Um, you know, the biggest goal I have is to have my audience co-create. And that's something that Bo teaches us is, you know, as, as I'm sharing my story, I don't, I don't want you to picture me. You don't know, you know, you don't know what my kids, you know, look like or what my home looks like. But when I'm sharing my story, I want you to picture yourself in that story. And that co-creation is what I've really been trying to, to strive for so that, that people really can feel and learn from from the message. You know, that's really interesting you say this because I feel like most people don't even really know how to tell their story in a way that's linear, that takes people on a journey. And uh, it's a really cool skill to learn, especially if you're in business and you need to kind of quickly tell people what you're all about or you have one point that you want to highlight. It's best to do that through story. So I'm eager to pick your brain on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So what is your next big project or goal? 
Oh my goodness, lots. <laughs> um, so if I if I narrow it in, um, so I've had an opportunity to speak in front of 600 people at uh, World's Greatest Speaker Training, which if you're not familiar, that's put on by Brendan Burchard, uh, as well as Bo Eason and Roger Love, and and I've done that twice. And you know this this past time, most recently, you know Brendan, which was just such a, like a rush and a compliment to have Brendan standing next to you on stage saying, you should be doing this more often. So my goal really is to find, uh, you know, more stages, more platforms where I can share my message at an even bigger level. So, you know, even being here on this podcast with you, Denise, is another way for, you know, that's helping me reach my goal on a bigger level to, to share the story and, and help help so many women. So who would you say are your biggest mentors or maybe your favorite books that you've read? So I'll start with favorite book. And if I, if I may, I'm going to give you two. And, and there's a purpose behind that. My life-changing book was I read when I was 19. And it's Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it, it, was, it was actually a required reading material as I was a human services major. But that is something that completely shifted my perspective on life. And I use so many of his principles uh, today. And I actually have a, uh, the Daily Habits little mini version uh, that I read every single day. Um, but that one is a, um, like, you got to be prepared to, uh, to take that book in because Stephen Covey is, uh, is full of meat and uh, it takes some brain power. So, uh, you know, you got to be, you got to be in a good, quiet place and of the right mindset to, to sit and digest that. So the other one I love to talk about is Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect. Um, that one is, is super easy, digestible. I'm a super fan of Darren Hardy. Um, but that the message in that story is all about consistency and how hard it is to get started. But once you get started, if you stay consistent, it just compounds. And I've, I have read and listened to that book multiple times. Um, and then in terms of mentors, you know, my mom, my mom is, uh, you know, she's, she's my wonder woman. I'm, I'm so blessed to have her as a role model. And then most recently, I have to say Bo Eason. He has not just been uh, my story training coach, but man, that if you get a chance, you got to look him up. He is, he is just um, such an influence and a believer and really teaches you how to be a warrior in life, not just in one, in one thing. So. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm like freaking out because the compound effect is absolutely one of my favorite books as well. Yay. And I truly like I, I, I soaked that in because I know that motivation is fleeting. It really is about the dedication that's going to take you from A to B. And so I really did enjoy that book as well. And then I'll look up. Oh, I have not heard of him. And it sounds like he'd be someone I would like to connect with as well. Yes, absolutely. So what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Oh, exercise. And my husband, he's, if he could hear me talking right now, he would laugh because he knows when he literally met me, it was just do not mess with my exercise routine. <laughs> um, so yes, I am, I am a, a certified Les Mills body combat instructor. Um, so I teach that two days a week, but I also go, you know, to at least one class a week. And then um, I'm a member of Fit Body Boot Camp, And so I do that about five days a week, uh, you know, which I love because it's a 30 minute, you know, hit workout. Um, but man, I got to be moving. So if, if I'm not exercising that day, like you'll know it, you know, my family will know, you know, mom's got to move. <laughs> 
Absolutely. It really, and that's not just good for your body, right? It's good for your soul and for your mind and to keep you focused and just get those endorphins going. It is. Exercise is totally my therapy. It is my therapy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So if anybody uh, is listening today and they are interested in making a life change, whether they're feeling stuck, they don't like where they are, or maybe they are kind of in this, maybe they're just a bit bored or maybe in this place of cloudiness or confusion and are looking for some clarity. They're just in this transition point where they know, maybe they're asking themselves, what's next? What type of advice would you have for that person? You said it perfectly, Denise, that you said they're asking themselves what's next. And I think the biggest thing like that'll be that like catapult that leap is to start talking to other people when we sit and just keep asking ourselves so meditation absolutely right like asking and thinking and sitting in silence you'll have ideas but then get out there and share that share what thoughts you've been having talk to friends talk to coworkers talk to you know family members and just share your ideas you would be amazed when you start putting that out there to other people, to the universe, the ideas and just the most random things that will show up for you. And again, I have to emphasize, it doesn't mean you have to make this giant leap, this giant change, just these small baby steps, but get get out there talking about it and see what else comes to you that isn't coming to you when you just keep asking yourself. Mm, that's really good. When you start telling other people the dreams that are starting to brew, I feel like the dreams get clearer, the dreams get bigger, and then people come into your life that can actually help you achieve it. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So one last question for you. Uh, how would you describe your life's purpose? I think that our life's purpose probably changes at different points in time. And uh, last year, my life's purpose was to be a catalyst for change. And I'm still kind of going into the year with that right now. Um, But to to be a catalyst for change, and whether that's a change in your own life, um, you know, or my own life, or impacting the lives of other people, but that that's where I'm at today. Um, It could change my life's purpose could change in a year. But today, I'd say a catalyst. Awesome. Now I lied. I do have one more question. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because you have grown and you've changed. Not only have your career path changed, but it sounds like you're intentionally making changes in all aspects of your life. How has your family noticed? Oh, it's like I set you up for this question, Denise, which we didn't do this, but oh my goodness, I have to share this story because you asked. So I shared that in 2013, you know, I was just the screaming, I mean, literally, I, I say screaming intentionally because I would, I would just come home, I would be yelling at my children and hurry up. And I just, I felt rushed all the time. And, you know, cause I felt like I didn't have enough time to do everything. And fortunately, my kids don't remember, um, even when I asked them, it's like, no, mom, I don't remember that. Thank goodness, right? Um, But now uh, my youngest, my daughter, Reese, who is um, almost nine, 
she, I just picked her up from her uh, religious education class uh, just a couple of days ago. And she shared that the project they worked on was to choose a word that described each of their family members. And she, I'm like getting goosebumps talking about this again. She, she shared with me that her word for mommy was patient. And I, I'm going to get teared up again. Um, I, I started crying in the car and I told her, I said, that word and her identifying that word with me just means everything. It means because that had I still been the person I was in 2013, that is absolutely not a word she would have ever used to describe me. And uh, the fact that she sees that and she knows that means that the changes I chose to make have absolutely impacted my family in, in the right way. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm teary too. That's so beautiful. And kids are precious. Kids are precious. And I love that they don't even remember the (laughs) the screaming mom, but what they see is the love, joy, peace, and somebody who's following their passion. And when you are filled to the brim, it overflows and impacts everything. And it sounds like that has absolutely happened for you. Yes. Yes, it has. All right. So how can we find more of you? Where are you at? I'm everywhere. So uh, the easiest thing is probably to go to my website, ColleenHauk.com. And that's C-O-L-L-E-E-N-H-A-U-K.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. But uh, on my website, you can grab free videos, more content, sign up for my newsletter, and then link to my social media from there as well. Awesome. So we will have all of uh, Colleen's links in the show notes and description box. Anything else that's brewing for you that you want to make sure we end with? I, I want to thank you, Denise, for, for having me on. And uh, the message that you know you and your guests share are, are so important. And I'm glad that you've provided a platform, uh, not only for, for us guests to share, to share our message, but for your listeners to have a resource and a place to go. And, and I encourage the listeners that no matter what it is, no matter what their change is, that there's, it's never too late that the resources are there. It's not too late to grab a hold and to start to implement small changes today. Awesome. Absolutely. In a year or three years or five years, not only will your outer world be different, but your inner world will be different as well. And often it starts by impacting our inner world. Like when we really start taking care of ourselves, the outer world starts to change as well. So Colleen, I want to just affirm you and your message. I'm grateful to have you on today. You are somebody who is spreading life, joy, and light out into the world. And I know that because you did the hard work for yourself to transform, it's going to create a domino effect, not just with your kids and your family, but with the clients you work with up to the speaking, uh, the, the audiences you speak to and it's just going to continue to you're going to bless a lot of women along your journey so thank you for sharing with us today thank you denise 
Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list. And I will be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you. And remember to dream big. 